didn't feel entirely comfortable to start with because you know, as a business we're engineers, we're practical people, we build things, we solve problems, we're not at the kind of yeah, see, they get the kind of soft and fluffy end of the spectrum, and this this all felt a bit kind of soft and fluffy and abstract. But the more we get into it, the more it started to sort of feel right and and make sense. Hi, I'm Belden Mankus. Welcome to the Purposeful Strategist, the podcast that shifts the conversation about purpose and strategy from what organizations should do to what business leaders are doing and what they've learned along the way. Simply having a clear purpose can help increase strategic focus, drive innovation, and accelerate growth, even without making it the center of your communications. Learn how Severfield, the UK's largest structural steel fabricator serving the construction industry, led by CEO Alan Dunsmore, did just that. Alan, welcome to the Purposeful Strategist. You're the Chief Executive Officer at Severfield. Could you just describe for us what Severfield does and how you see your role in it? Sure. Um, Severfield is the UK's largest structural steel fabricator serving the construction industry. We really design, fabricate and direct steel frames for a wide range of different uh, construction sectors, most obviously London commercial offices, but also stadia, arenas, distribution centres, data centres, power stations, waste energy plants, bridges, a whole wide selection of, of structures in different environments. As the CEO, I'm responsible for the overall direction of the business and the performance of the business, uh, really in making sure we've got the right team, the right sense of direction, strategy and so on, and that we execute that to the satisfaction of ultimately our board and our shareholders. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to talk about strategy, we're going to talk about purpose. How would you define organisational purpose and particularly how does it relate to vision, mission? Are they the same thing? Are they different? Well, it's, it's a very, very interesting point, uh, and it sort of takes us straight into the kind of journey that we've been on over the last few years. My predecessor, when he joined back in 2013, he joined a business which was built up over many years, some organic growth, some acquisitions, and we had a range of different kind of a company names, brand names, and so on. And he wanted to see if he could bring it all together under one single name which he did. So we became Severfield with a new logo, a vision and mission came out of that process that really changed how we were perceived in the market and how people saw themselves, what part of the group they were in. And it was enormously helpful. But having done that, we didn't do as much as we might have done over the subsequent years with the, the vision and mission. And of course, the, the, the business evolves, the market changes. So when I took over in 2016 getting into 17, I was quite keen to see if we could get a bit more control over the external messaging of the business. At the same time, we were looking to try and improve internal engagement. And the more we looked at all of this and thought about how we do it, the more we realised that there was quite a lot of overlap between what we should be saying externally, along with the messaging we were communicating internally. And so... We re-engaged the firm that helped us with the logo and brand development back in 2014 to discuss how we could develop it further. And they 
introduced us at that time to the, to the concept of, of purpose and said that will be the foundation for all your external and internal communications. It will help you identify to yourself who you are, what you're trying to do as a business and so on, and so much will flow out of that. They said at the start of the process that having a purpose would help us tell a great and compelling story, attract new people, including from other industries, help inspire and retain people, help with a focus of developing culture and behaviours and so on, and a range of other things. So that's where we got to and that's how it was sold to us and that's really the the starting point for the journey that we've been on over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what is that purpose? The the, the purpose we ended up agreeing on after a lot of work was to develop better ways to build for a world of changing demands. It's quite simple, but there was a lot of work and effort to try and get there. And it was sort of eventually, it kind of revealed itself to us. If you can describe it, what was the process you went through? How long did it take? Who got involved? What were the key events or activities? It took several months and it primarily involved, for the most part, a subset of our senior executive team. But as it crystallised and developed over a few months, we broadened it out into the wider senior team. The comms team were obviously involved all the way along. But the process started with the advisors explaining the importance of having a purpose and taking us through the process. And I'd say it, it didn't feel entirely comfortable to start with because you know, as a business, we're engineers, we're practical people, we build things, we solve problems. We're not at the kind of, yeah, I say, the kind of soft and fluffy end of the spectrum. And this, this all felt a bit kind of soft and fluffy and abstract. But the more we get into it, the more it started to sort of feel right and, and make sense. And, you know, they came up with a kind of... Uh, what they called a scale of purpose to help us think what it was we, we are as a business and what, and what we're trying to do. And, and at one end of that scale, we build steel structures. At the other end, the other extreme, it was about we are, our purpose is around the sustainability of society and the planet. And within that, you've got different markers like engineering problem solving, built environments, human ingenuity and ambition, quality of life and so on. So the more we get into that, the more it was asking us questions about ourselves and the business and what we thought it was actually doing. And over two or three workshops, it became quite clear that where we thought we wanted to be in the future. So the process overall, I would say, took about six to nine months. To some extent, that was driven by people's availability in diaries. But it was a series of four or five uh, workshops with bits and pieces of of work in between by different people or or departments. Mm -hmm. It sounds a bit like, at least at the beginning, you or maybe some others were a little bit kind of taking it on trust. You know, these people know what they're doing, and so let's follow the road. If, If you or others started there, where in that process did you all of a sudden start thinking, oh yeah, this is really, this is worthwhile, this is really going to make a difference? I think we realized we had some choices which we could relate to, and some felt okay, others felt definitely not okay, and it drew us into a proper practical discussion around what the business was doing, what it was known for doing not just the fabrication of the final product, but the whole process that goes into that, the sort of discussions we have with clients. Sometimes we can be involved for 
several years with clients working on the design, looking at the art of the possible before we get to a contract and, and the actual fabrication. Um, and, and that was quite an interesting discussion. And once we get into that, it started to feel much, much better. The, 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 the concerns about are we spending too much time on kind of advertising, marketing and PR, straying too far from what we do, it all became very real and relevant. When we could see that we were actually crystallising in our minds what it was we were doing and were trying to do and how that could translate into a, a purpose which would then help drive communications to the point where we kept on that path, the subgroup of us, and when we came to roll it out to the wider senior team, it all seemed pretty self-evident to them and they understood very clearly at the first time of asking and, and there was no real pushback at all. It worked out well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it your sense that that purpose is likely to be sort of an enduring one, that that's sort of a statement of the essence of what Severfield's really all about? Or, or could you imagine that it's going to change either as the business itself changes or as external circumstances change? Um, my expectation is that it will last for some time, and that was certainly in our thought process. It built on previous strategic discussions, so we had a fairly clear sense of where our focus needed to be. We finalised it all towards the back end of 2019. We would probably have started to build out the comms and develop it more actively in 2020, but of course events overtook us in, in March of that year. But looking at it two and a bit years on, we've actually done quite a lot around the purpose and using it without thinking too much about it, and it still feels absolutely spot on. And and the world is now a somewhat different place than it was two years ago. We're now beginning to spend more time uh, and build more momentum on our external comms, internal comms, and so on. And there's no doubt in anybody's mind that the the underlying foundation given by that purpose is absolutely right, and it's going to help generate a lot of interesting and engaging uh, comms which are right for the business and and, and the people within it. Mm -hmm. And so with that as kind of a foundation, what's your strategy? Where does that purpose take you? What does it lead you to want to focus on to invest time, effort, and energy on? Our product range is expanding, but still with a key focus, looking how we can innovate and serve market sectors better, more efficiently, more, more practically. We're also investing more in our engineering development, uh, trying to drive efficiency in the business, uh, offer more flexible and better engineering solutions, standardise that across the group more rapidly, uh, operators one. And we are focusing more on training, development, recruitment, making sure we've got the right people, we're training the people that we've got uh, to keep making the business better, to deliver on the purpose, uh, which is a you know, finding better ways to build for a world of changing demands. And when you look at the things that we're building, uh, we can see how these have evolved over the last few years. Stadiums and leisure centres and arenas change. There's more live performances, there's more arenas being built. So we're, we're looking at ways to support developers and builders of, of, of these structures. The whole the move to uh, online retailing, uh, use of data centres. These are things we aren't doing quite so much of 10 years ago. So we're, there's new designs here. The designs are, all, are, are always evolving. We're now looking at, at battery plants for car batteries for the changing UK automotive industry. So there's lots of these required. So we weren't building any of these three or four years ago. We've now got two or three quite big ones in our order book and pipeline. Uh, there's um, there's uh, wind turbine plants for wind, uh, wind energy. So when we look at what we're actually doing, there's a lot of 
changing demands of the, from the world, a lot of in, in, innovation and engineering required. You know, when you, even you look at distribution centres, the technology within these is always changing, which then changes what we need to be doing. So you take a step back, yes, everything ends up being a steel structure, but behind all of that is a lot of innovation, engineering, changing the structures uh, for this world of changing demands. And all that makes a great deal of sense. Um, it might be a slightly difficult question, but I could see how your purpose is going to be a great way of explaining to people why we're doing what we're doing. I'm just wondering, has it led you to rethink your strategy, either to not do certain things because you kind of think, well, we could do that and we could even make some money at it, but it's not really part of what we're about, or to, to push harder on certain areas that the market might have drawn you into anyway, but you think, no, this is really, this is a place we want to be at the forefront. I think we spend less time now debating things that are very clearly outside the purpose and spend more time focusing on what's in the purpose. And maybe it's coincidence or not, but since we went through the purpose development process, we've made two acquisitions and we've got some more acquisitions in the pipeline and we've got a clearer sense of what we should be looking at to help grow and develop the business around the core direction, the clearer sense of direction for, for internal investment in terms of innovation, efficiency, being, being better at fabricating, being more creative and efficient in design and so on. So I think that it has helped reinforce and bring greater focus to discussions we were having previously, but, but without it being kind of an overnight sort of a uh, light bulb going on. So it, it, I think it's absolutely helped without us thinking too consciously about it, but it's been a very important part of the evolution of the group and where we find ourselves and what we're trying to do over the next few years. Mm-hmm. And has there been anything that sort of surprised you, you know, as you were developing this purposeful strategy? I think what's been a pleasant surprise is, although we lost momentum with the lockdown and the pandemic and everything that brought with it, I think what's been a pleasant surprise is the extent to which both internal and external comms were able to continue during that period using what we'd learned without too much thought because our headspace was elsewhere. But to the extent that these activities were continuing, they fed off the purpose indirectly but with relevance. And two years on, we look back at it and it still feels right. And it's helping subtly but clearly how we're building all of our comms. Now, it was explained to us at the outset of the process that the purpose wasn't going to become a strap line that would be advertising to the world and we haven't done that and we don't plan to do that but I think if you look at the, the comms we've been developing it can all tie back to the the purpose a, any of the structures that we build you never see the foundations but you can see what's there so we wouldn't necessarily see the foundation being the purpose but we'll see what builds off of that and there should be some consistency that makes sense to all of our stakeholders, uh, be it employees, potential recruits, customers, potential customers and so on, other, other people we work with, engineers, architects, developers and so on. So there should be some, at some level, some consistency in the messaging. People stop to think about it rather than just random things, uh, people that pop up all over the place. That's what I'm hoping we get to. So in maybe two or three years' time, we can look back and people have a better sense as to who we are, what we're doing, what we're good at, what we're known for, what we're trying to do. Um, and that would be a, a sign of the success of the, uh, the purpose and the communication strategy. Yeah, absolutely. What's been the most difficult part? Well, I think the most difficult part has been, especially in the last two years, um, deciding how hard 
or how explicit to be with the purpose or not. So we've ended up by default not making it explicit. I mean, it, it might be exist somewhere in our, our comms, but we haven't gone out and said, here is our new purpose with a, with a, with a lot of fanfare. And if you stop to think about that, it, it, it's it's quite hard to know how hard to push that or not push it. So we've ended up not pushing it. And, and that's been a sort of almost by accident because we've been pure with other, with other things. But we're finding the messaging above that, both internally and externally, is coming more naturally without um, that. I think that will be the case. So, uh, and that's probably consistent with who we are as an organisation. We, we didn't develop a purpose to sort of advertise the world with, with this, uh, here's what we are, you've got to believe it. it. It was to sort of help ourselves in communicating what we'd like to be doing and what we are doing and helping employees understand more of what we're doing and making sure they understand what we're doing and why we're doing it and make sure people in the factory understand what people in the uh, design office are doing and people in the front end working with clients seven years before a, cl- a project comes to, comes to fruition. Uh, and so I think it should and could help people internally understand more of what the business is doing and what we're trying to do and also people who, who want to join the business understand that message more clearly and also help reinforce with clients what we're doing as well and in some areas clients know us for distribution centres or data centres they don't necessarily know that we also build bridges and we're helping the green transport of the future with HS2 and network rails electrification programme and so on so there's a lot that we can do that can all feed off each other without making a big kind of splash or song and dance about here is our new purpose so it hasn't been difficult but that's probably been the sort of a the question we've been asking ourselves that we didn't necessarily have a right answer to but, it, but events have kind of overtaken us and for the most part resolved it I think yeah yeah what's the impact been on your leadership team there were a number of practical issues we were trying to address at the outset, which is why we got our, the advisors in. Uh, we knew we needed to update a lot of our marketing materials. Uh, we knew we wanted to build more of the case studies. We knew we needed to let clients know more of what we did in different market sectors. But yeah, before we did all that, we needed to work out what it was we wanted to communicate, how to get some consistency, what messaging to get across and so on, which is what took us into this whole process. So having gone through the process, I think it's unleashed our ability to get on with developing all these communications and there's now more in the pipeline. So I think it's allowed them to work with our commerce team to develop new materials, knowing that the foundation is there and knowing that we're building a stronger and better and better understood business. Again, there's been no light bulb going, but I think it's helped us build more momentum with things we were trying to do beforehand, but which had no real foundation or coherence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And were you personally changed through the process? Did you, know, did you learn something either about yourself or about the business throughout all of that? I wouldn't say I changed personally, but my sense of what the business was, the breadth of it, and what it was trying to be, uh, evolved clearly. And it brought a degree of clarity of thought to our, our strategies. So without the purpose, you could say there was an awful lot of headspace wasted to make sure that we were consistent in messing, we were joining the dots, we were relating thoughts over here to thoughts over there. You know, you, you read research saying that for a B2B type business, the website is actually an important source of information for potential recruits. So you're not necessarily marketing to the clients, you're marketing to potential recruits. So you start to see the overlap between your external messaging on the website and your internal messaging, that has, has to be all, all be consistent. So you want to make sure that what they find when they join the business appears to be consistent with what you're seeing externally. So so all of that is taken care of. And I think two years on, you can see how it's having a an indirect impact in all sorts of areas. What advice, if any, would you give to other business leaders who are kind of wrestling with this question of, you know, do we have a purpose? How would we get one 
how explicit do we want to be about it and how do we connect it to our strategy? Is there any advice from your own experience you might share? I think you have to go through a process which feels comfortable and right for you as a leader and for your team. Say for us, it starts to feel right after two or three sessions, we could see where it was going to go, and it feels right two years on. So I think the advice, if you find something in the process which doesn't feel right, then it's not right, and you find another process that, that feels right. I think we were maybe fortunate with the advisors we had. I think it has to feel right at some point before you um, go too far down the track. Yeah, no, actually, that to me, that makes a lot of sense. You've used the word indirect a lot. And to me, that's that's a little bit linked to this idea that you, you sort of don't want to be too explicit about this is our purpose. I just wonder if you aren't missing some benefit by being more explicit about it and maybe even more directly driving what further could we be doing by ourselves or with others to come up with better ways to build. It possibly comes back to where we started off and when we started the journey it felt a bit uncomfortable because we're pragmatic people, we're engineers and builders and we build things and the purpose is quite high level and the business spends most of its time delivering projects. There's not much time for reflection or abstract thinking uh, and so on. But when we look at what we're doing, we have been trying to find better ways to build for many years. Uh, so it was, it was reflecting what we're doing and, and it's, it, it catches what we were trying to do in the future because of the world of changing demands. So we are asking ourselves more direct questions every day of the week that feed off of purpose without it having to be explicit or direct. Now, at some point, you know, every so often, we will think about the messaging and what we're doing and so on and think, well, does purpose still is still valid or not? But, but I think that the, so much of what we're doing, we can point to our our innovation in so many different ways. So we can point to our great people in so many different ways. We can point to our great buildings in so many different ways with appropriate messaging without getting overly focused on a kind of simple strap line. But it's there and people can see it if they want to see it. We're not hiding it, but we don't need to shove it down people's throats because the messaging is out there and live and being lived in so many different ways. So having said all that, you might be right. We haven't, haven't quite kind of part the thought process to whether we do more more with it. You know, I think if you look at our annual report and accounts, you'll see it in there. But we haven't said, well, here is our new purpose. Isn't it great? Everything it's in there, supplementing mission and vision. But it's in what it does for us, rather than the message itself is important. And we're about delivery and improvement and client service and being a better place to work and having great people. So all of these things which are the practical manifestations of us living and executing our purpose appropriately. It's all about pragmatic execution and delivery every day of the week um, and having a strategy that keeps us doing that over the next two, three, four, five years and beyond. Yeah. What, one thing I really like in what you're saying, Alan, is I've seen leaders who come up with a statement of their purpose and then get so excited about it, they just want to keep banging on about that statement. Whereas what I hear you're doing is saying, great, let's take that as inspiration and let's take that as guidance and let's take that as something that brings us together. But let's focus much more on what we're doing rather than what we're saying. Correct. It's about getting on with it. All businesses are challenging, but construction is challenging because you've got clients spending millions of pounds on big projects and relying on us every day of the week, A, having the right answers, and B, delivering 
their structures on time in a safe way with the right people and helping them get the projects built uh, on time at the right cost. So it consumes so much of the organisation's energy and headspace that we can't get sidetracked by abstract, impractical thoughts. We have the purposes of the foundation, uh, which, as I say, I think will serve as well in the coming years. Right. Well, that's probably a pretty good note to end on. Alan, again, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your thoughts and your experiences. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Purposeful Strategist. Please email any questions or suggestions to belden at mancus.com. In addition to being available on our website, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed this episode, we release a new episode weekly. Don't forget to subscribe. Thanks again, and join us soon for the next episode of The Purposeful Strategist.